Today on the Inside Scoop, Bama steals one from Georgia. Are the dogs in trouble on the trail? But first, we got a Duncanville doubleheader coming up. We're going to start the show in a minute, but I need you guys to hit that subscribe button and get us to 100K. Look at how close we are. Just hit the subscribe button. I'd appreciate it. Today is the big day that we're all here to talk about. The Duncanville doubleheader. August 10th, in about six hours from now, we're going to hear from these two standouts, Caden Durham and Colin Simmons. They will be announcing their college decisions together at Duncanville High School today. Let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman to talk. Sam, the battle lines have been drawn. The guys at Inside Texas, Eric and Jerry, they put their picks in for the Longhorns. The guys on the Bengal Tiger, Shay and Billy, they put their picks in for LSU. Now, you have your pick in on LSU. That's an old one. But as we sit here about six hours from decision time, what's the latest intel you're hearing? When you talk to, about Jerry and Eric's pick and then Billy and Shay's pick, both picks have a lot of validity to it. This feels like an absolute coin flip on the decision day. I know it's August 10th, but it feels like February 3rd, 10 years ago. It feels like National Signing Day with the number four player in the country about to make his decision. We know it's a there's going to be three caps on the table, but we also realize it's a two-team race. There is reason for optimism in both Austin and Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't think he has told either one of these staffs no. And, and the honest truth is he's going to pick one of these schools, either Texas or LSU today. And both Texas and LSU are going to continue to recruit him until he inks the dotted line in December. Right now, I put my pick in almost a year ago for LSU. I don't have enough reason to change it just yet, but I'm not discounting Texas being the choice in a couple of hours. So Colin Simmons attends Bayou Splash in the last weekend in July. And, you know, the, the picks go in towards LSU. But kind of as this week's gone on, Sam, does it feel like Texas momentum is kind of picked back up again? Do you think maybe the visit high of that, that final trip to LSU kind of wore off? Or do you think there's just a lot going on behind the scenes right now? Yeah, I th probably a little bit of both. Like, I, like you said, a lot of those picks from from Eric and Jerry came in after Colin was on campus for Texas biggest recruiting weekend of the summer back in June, his official visit. And and they were justified in putting in those RPM picks. I think if a decision were, be, were to be made, you know, uh, within a couple of weeks of that visit, it, it would definitely be swaying toward the Longhorns. Then he goes to the Bayou Splash and there's a visit high from from LSU. And again, for good reason, Billy and Shea are are in their in the right zone, putting in those picks. Now, behind the scenes, both staffs have continued to recruit Colin Simmons. They're both trying to hit home on what's important to him. That's development at his position to be a number one overall day. And, of course, playing in the SEC, which both teams have that in spades. It's also he's a big um, – he is emphasizing his, his mom and his little brother. They are the key pieces in this decision. Whichever way mom and little brother are leaning might be telling of whether it's Texas or LSU. All right, let's talk Caden Durham now. He's the second half of the Duncanville duo. LSU does not have a running back in this class. They want one, though. And Durham, they've made him a priority. Who do you think LSU has to watch out for on decision day? LSU better be looking out for the Sooners. Caden um, Durham has been a top priority for DeMarco Murray in Oklahoma um, for much of his recruitment, which really took off after his junior season. But Caden Durham is not just an Oklahoma legacy. His mother 
ran on the track and field program over there in Norman, but he also has family all across the state. So every time he goes to Oklahoma, it's essentially a family reunion for one of the best backs in the country. He was on campus for the Champion Barbecue, and DeMarco Murray already holds a commitment from the number one running back in the country, Taylor Tatum, and they would love to pair him with Caden Durham in this in this class as they prepare to make that move to the SEC. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, we will see what the Duncanville duo does. And if you're watching this after they've committed, shh, don't, don't spoil it for us. All right, let's move on to five-star defensive lineman David Stone at IMG Academy. Sam, early on, it was Michigan State, Oklahoma, though. They've been trending for a while. Do you think, heading into this August 26th decision date, that Oklahoma is the team to beat? And if they are, who's the biggest competition for the Sooners? I do think that Oklahoma is the team to beat, and I think um, his recruitment has really come full circle. Oklahoma was always a major contender. We know that he's from Oklahoma City before he moved over to IMG Academy and took on an absolutely national recruitment. David Stone has visited so many schools, and many have caught his eye. Oklahoma and Michigan State have always been toward the forefront, but we've talked about this at length on the Inside Scoop, Josh. Marco Coleman going back to his alma mater at Georgia Tech. Brandon Jordan going up to the NFL to work with the Seahawks. It's really left Mel Tucker in a bind. He has really, I think he has a, a spot in David Stone's heart, but David Stone has also been heavily recruited by the, you know, this dynamic th trio over there in Norman, Brent Venables, Miguel yeah. Chavis, and Todd Bates. And I think it's with a, with an Oklahoma native and, and that kind of D-line group over there in Norman, it'll be hard for, for any team to knock off Oklahoma when August 26th rolls around. What do you make of his flirtation with the Miami Hurricanes? I think I think you'd be remiss to ever discount Mario Cristobal, especially that David Stone is at IMG, so he's technically in Mario Cristobal's backyard, and he's had got him on campus quite a bit. And Miami has surprised us, especially in the trenches with offensive and defensive linemen. I think it would be a little bit of a surprise, but I'm entirely out. I think that as as contenders have fallen by the wayside, Miami has kind of seized that opportunity. Yeah. All right, let's stay on the defensive line. I want to talk five-star Dominic McKinley, one of the most difficult five-stars to read in this class. It's sort of been LSU, Texas, OU feel to it. Uh, but my question is, can LSU keep the number one prospect in Louisiana at home? I think they can, but they have their work cut out for them. Um, you know, I think LSU is, has been playing from behind for a good chunk of the offseason. You know, they've had a couple of changes um, with their defensive line coach, with Jamar Kane going up to the Denver Broncos to team up with Sean Payton and Jimmy Lindsey moving over from South Carolina. And now he's on leave from the team. And their GA, Gerald Chapman, who is a really popular guy with the, with the recruits and the kids, um, has taken the, the D-line position at Tulane. So it's been a lot of changes on the, on the LSU coaching staff for the, for the Tigers to have to absorb while recruiting this five-star defensive lineman in their backyard. And that's really opened the door for schools like Texas, like Oklahoma, like A&M, and also Ohio State, which is the team generating a lot of buzz midway through August with the five-star defensive lineman from the boot. All right, I want to talk about one last elite defensive lineman before I let you go, and that's Nigel Smith out of the state of Texas, top 100 prospect, who will be deciding in about a month on September 8th. Now, he canceled his official visit to Texas, so is this coming down to an Oklahoma-Texas A&M battle? 
Absolutely. It's a two-team race at this point. Oklahoma has been a long-standing team to beat with Nigel Smith. You know, he's from the the North Texas area, and that's mm-hmm. just been a hotbed for the Sooners traditionally. And Todd Bates and, and Miguel Chavis wasted no time picking up where Lincoln Riley left off with Nigel Smith. But Texas A&M has come on really strong. The, you know, Coach, Coach Terry Price, the late, great Terry Price, was leading Nigel Smith's recruitment. And, and since his passing, the Aggies have continued to try to keep pace with him. They've got him on campus back-to-back times for an official visit in June and then a return in July. Um, great defensive line coach, associate head coach Elijah Robinson, as well as DJ Durkin, the Aggies defensive coordinator, have been leading the charge for Nigel Smith. I think it comes down to two, and I think this race is a little bit tighter than most people realize between the Sooners and the Aggies. We're about a month out, as I said, so you can change your mind on this, but who do you give the edge to right now? I still stick with Oklahoma. I think they're the team to beat until further notice. But like I said, the Aggies have continued to chip away at that lead. And as a decision comes, we're about a month away. We know that Texas is out, and that leaves A&M as the in-state school in the mix versus Oklahoma. Man, Oklahoma is in it for some elite defensive linemen. We just talked about three of them here, and Nigel Smith, David Stone, and Dominic McKinley. So we'll see what the Sooners can do. Sam, that's it. Thanks for stopping by the Inside Scoop today and dropping all this recruiting knowledge on us. Let's talk some Georgia Bulldogs recruiting and bring on my guy Rusty Mansell of Dogs HQ. Rusty, top 100 safety Peyton Woodward flipped his commitment from Georgia to Alabama. Now, this just comes a week or two after Jalen Hayward decommitted. And then you have the Demarcus Riddick flip to Auburn. What Now, I don't know if, how I can say this the right way, but should Georgia fans be worried, Rusty? Or is this just the regular ebbs and flows of recruiting? Well, the Georgia fan base is not real happy right now. They have the number one class in the country. So it kind of tells you how things are right now for Athens. But, yeah, it's kind of the ebbs and flows. You know, you have these big commitments. You have these commitments. I mean, Georgia, look, I was there Saturday night when K.J. Bolden picked Florida State. And for about 14 hours, the Georgia fan base, it was like the end of the world. Then all of a sudden, they get the number one running back in the country on Sunday uh, in Nate Frazier, then everything's right in the world again. And then you have a decommitment two days later. So it's kind of the, listen, when you're big boy recruiting, uh, there's a lot of ebbs and flows uh, that go along with it. And the last like six days has certainly been there for the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, let's go over to the state of Virginia where four-star linebacker Chris Cole has narrowed his list to a top six and set a decision date. He's going to announce his decision on September 10th. It's going to come down to Virginia Tech, Penn State, Georgia, Miami, USC, and Tennessee. But Rusty, break this down for me. Who are the true contenders in this recruitment? Let me set the scene. Summer's coming to an end. You've spent the last two to three months relaxing in the sun on the beach. And guess what? The first weekend of college football season is right around the corner, and you can't find tickets. Do not let this be the way that your season starts. This is why I'm here to tell you about game time. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the big-time matchups. Game Time will get you to this year's biggest college football games with elite deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. Don't stress over getting into your favorite team's season opener or biggest rivalry game of the year. There's only so many big games, and you need to get these tickets at the best prices. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets on all the sports and entertainment events. Did you know Game Time also works for concerts? 
The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's a great deal. So here's what we're going to do. Snag the tickets without stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms applied again. Create an account and use promo code INSIDESCOOP for $20 off if you download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I think it comes down to two teams. I think it comes down to Georgia and Tennessee, and Tennessee is trying to get him on campus uh, for an official visit, that Austin P game, right before that decision. So I think as you look at it right now, a little less than a month out, I would I would say Georgia for him right now, but Tennessee certainly not giving up, and they're trying to get him on campus. So that's that'll be the next thing to watch before his decision. Can Tennessee, when this thing opens back up, can they yeah. get him on campus that one weekend before he makes that decision? Yeah, it seems like it's more of a two-team race. At this point, if you're naming a top six, Rusty, you know that we can always yeah. kind of dial yeah. it into two or three yeah. teams. It's never sure. a, a true top six. But sure. we're on the cusp of another big decision. In just a few more days on August 14th, five-star defensive lineman Williams Winery is going to announce his long-awaited decision. Rusty, who do you think the main players are and which way you lean in right now? Well, you look at this thing, and if you look from the Oklahoma point of view, I think Oklahoma has some confidence. I think Tennessee thinks they're gaining a little bit of confidence, and I think Georgia feels like they're in this thing. Mm -hmm. I think the common theme here is I would have a hard time betting against Missouri right now. As we get down toward the end of this thing, they've done a great job with him in state. I know from the Georgia side of it, they had him on campus twice in June, one official and one unofficial. He has family in Atlanta. He is very close to the Georgia outside linebacker coach. So we will see as it goes down through it. But if you're going to put me on the spot today, I would have a hard time right now picking against the home state Missouri Tigers. Mm. All right. Well, over the weekend, as you said at the top, Georgia got some big news. Nate Frazier out of modern day in California commits to the dogs. Now, Georgia's also busy at that high school. I mean, they got Brandon Baker, but also borderline five-star defensive lineman Aiden Breland. Rusty, catch me up with Georgia and Aiden Breland. Are the dogs still in this one? Yeah, they're still in it. And he's, you know, from everything I think, from everything I hear, he's going to take a couple of more visits, maybe in September. Mm -hmm. I think Oregon's a big threat for anybody. If Georgia can get him back on campus. Uh, at some point in September, man, they, I, I really feel like they've got a great chance there. Now he's got a teammate committed. Uh, it's going to be, listen, our old buddy Barton Simmons used to say, hey, follow the visits. So uh, when you look at right now with a, a player like Breland, I think you follow the visits in September. Uh, they're off, Josh, the weekend of Georgia, South Carolina, which would be September 15th, 16th weekend. So that would be the weekend to watch. If you're going to get a kid from California, that would be the weekend to watch to see if they can get him back in town. All right. Now, I know George is kind of filling up on the commit list. Will they still have a spot available for Aiden Breland? Is he that kind of priority target? Oh, yeah. Somebody else will be not on that list if they have any spots. He's that, you know, those premium defensive linemen. You don't see a school go, no, nah, we don't have a spot for you, big man. You go somewhere else. But. You listen, you got to work the numbers, you got to work the spots. But a player like Breland and LJ McCray, talk about him, a, a six foot six defensive end out of Daytona Beach, Mainland, another major Georgia target defensive line. 
I don't know if they're going to get both of them, but if both want to commit to Georgia, they're going to have a spot. Mm, making room for the good players. I like it. All right. Now, you were at a Buford announcement on Saturday. That was when K.J. Bolden announced for the Seminoles, and there's another one coming up. Five-star defensive lineman Edric Houston is going to make his announcement soon. What's your read on his recruitment, Rusty? I think KJ and Edric both got together and got and, and figured out how to keep it from everybody. This is you don't tell colleges, you don't tell media, you don't tell anybody if you want that 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 announcement buzz. But I do think Ohio State right now is a team to watch. Alabama certainly is in that mix too as well. So uh, for a long time, just talking to Edric over the last year, every time I talk with him. Uh, he doesn't name a leader, but he always brings up Ohio State. They've done a really good job with him. So uh, August 22nd, decision for him. And i tell you what, I went and watched him practice last week. And uh, listen, Buford's got Division One players. They've got mm-hmm. power five players on offensive line. Nobody, and I mean nobody there, could block Edric Houston. All right. Now, we've been talking a lot about UGA flips, but they've been going the other way. They've gone away from Georgia. So I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you, is there anybody out there that you see Georgia – trying to flip from another team no there's no doubt about it kj bolded i mean they're not giving up i think georgia fans kind of waved the white flag on 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 saturday night and, and listen talking with kj talking to his family i was there i mean it, it sounds like he is really strong but we talked to kj on monday at the corky kell media luncheon and the first thing he said was yeah i talked to kirby on sunday i talked to fran brown it's not like Georgia's going to give up Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a major target. He's going to continue to be a major target. And they got the work cut out for him. If they have any chance to flip him, uh, can they get him on campus? How many times can they get him on campus? It'll be a long way to December. Uh, but Georgia certainly has not given up on KJ Bowl. You just a player that good 45 minutes from the house. Georgia didn't give up on Michael Williams. Uh, you know, when he committed to USC, they stayed on him and stayed on him, eventually got him flipped. So right. we'll see. You know, he seems strong with Florida State. They've done a really good job there. And uh, we'll, we'll see if Georgia can get any crack again at K.J. Bowl. They're going to keep trying. All right. Well, I know dog fans were upset when he committed to Florida State. But, hey, they're not out of it yet. There's a chance that down the road they could go for a late flip of K.J. Bolden from Florida State. We'll see. All right, Rusty, thank you for stopping by today on the Inside Scoop. We appreciate you. Thank you, Josh. Let's talk Alabama recruiting coming off a monster flip of California top 100 safety Peyton Woodyard. We're going to get started in a second, but Bama fans like this video and subscribe to the on three YouTube page. Look at it. We're almost at hundred K hit that subscribe button for me. All right, let's get it going. I want to bring on my good pal, Tim Watts, a Bama online, Tim four-star Peyton Woodyard flips from UGA to Bama, how this one transpire, and do you think it caught the UGA staff off guard? I don't think it caught George off guard. I mean, Kirby Smart's been around this game for a long time. He can see the warning signs, you know, just as well as Nick Saban and, and his staff can. That can I know they felt it was a fight. It was a battle there that they were back and forth. I mean, he took visits to Tuscaloosa, so that's obviously concerning, I think, for a lot of programs, just like visiting Georgia would be for an Alabama commitment. Uh, so they knew they were in for a fight. I mean, they put up a good fight and and uh, stayed on him really well. And I think it kind of postponed his decommitment a little bit because they did such a good job. But at the end of the day, I mean, Alabama, as he says, where he wanted to be, uh, family connections to Alabama, very close relationship with T-Rob, the defensive back coach. And, of course, Nick Saban was hands-on. And everyone told us on the visit how good of a time, not just he had, but the people with him. And you know as well as I do, that's as important as the kid having a good time. 
Well, the flip of Peyton Woodyard was one that, you know, a lot of people expected. He's a top 100 prospect. It didn't exactly creep up on people. But then on Wednesday, Alabama flips three-star safety, Red Morgan from Florida State. Tim, this one flew under the radar a little bit. What has Alabama's interest level been in Morgan, and how did this go down? They've been recruiting him. I think they were kind of wanting to see a little bit more of him. He came to Tuscaloosa for a seven-on-seven. And they got a very unique look at him at the cornerback position. I mean, you see him on his high school tape. He's everywhere. Kind of wondered what his coverage skills might be. They saw enough at seven on seven to, to really kind of move ahead. And it was quiet. You know, this wasn't something that was right up on in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up for that barbecue at the end of the year when everybody was getting the guys they wanted to push for on campus. And from that moment on, Alabama's been a legit contender. A guy super talented. I mean, I love his film. I love what he brings to the table. And also that position flexibility that the Alabama staff values so highly because he's a guy that probably could play corner star, two free safety – I mean, two safety positions. He's a guy that's got a lot of that versatility in him. So you're going to be able to see him, you know, find the quickest route to where he can play. What happened this week? Alabama just decided, hey, it's time to complete our secondary class, and they go out and they flip everybody? Why, why this week? Yeah, I think they're rushing to get ahead of football. They had a day off from practice. They said, commit everybody. we got to go practice next week. And it's funny, Alabama football is that way. I mean, it ebbs and flows where it's so heavy at times. And then it's kind of quieter as they kind of, you know, they finesse the guys committed to other schools. They continue to hold on to the guys they got committed. But they're so focused on football during the season, which is coming up. But you can see they really wanted to get some guys. They made the decisions because this is not – a great defensive back group nationally. I mean, just overall in this class, I think everybody would admit it was down. So they wanted to be extra picky and, and uh, uh, particular about who they want to add in this class. So they showed some patience. I mean, it paid off with Peyton Woodyard, you know, committed to Georgia. They had to keep working them. And flipping Red, who FSU liked. And again, these are two teams recruiting at a very high level. Florida State and Georgia both had top five classes with Alabama. So, they're, you know, mm-hmm. these are two big wins. I want to talk right now about five-star defensive lineman Edrick Houston out of Buford High School over there in Georgia. He has set a commitment date for August 22nd. Now, he visited Alabama late in June. He didn't end up showing up anywhere in July. So, Tim, what do you make of where Alabama stands as we're about, you know, two weeks from a decision for Edrick Houston? I think Alabama's in it, and we're still a little bit ways. I mean, you've been familiar with how I do it. I kind of whittle it down as they come close to their decision. Mm -hmm. We kind of dig in. Me and Andrew Bone start filling our sources. Because like you said, he hasn't really tipped his hand. He took official visits, laid low. There's been a lot of Ohio State buzz. That's not necessarily coming from the Alabama end, but there has been Ohio State buzz. But I think overall they're a fairly confident group. You know, there's been guys that they were – that Ohio State felt about good about before they ended up in Tuscaloosa or ended up elsewhere. But Ohio State's in it. Alabama's in it. It's probably too early for me to make a call. Probably give Ohio State a slight edge just because of what I've heard. But I do know the communication has been really good with Alabama. Nothing's changed from that end. There hadn't been like silence. So they're still in it, still battling. All right. We'll continue to check in on that as he decides on August 22nd. Now, Alabama has a lot on their commit list, but one thing they don't have is a true running back. Now, four-star running back Daniel Hill out of Mississippi is set to decide on the 23rd of August. He's visited Bama three times unofficially. He's also taken an official visit to Alabama, but South Carolina is also heavily involved. Tim, what's your read on this one as we're about two weeks out? 
you know, this is interesting. I think when you look at the visits, you have to say, like, he's been on campus as much as Nick Saban has this summer. You know, he's <laughs> in Tuscaloosa a lot. But South Carolina has optimism. They've got playing time. Uh, Shane Beamer is the kind of guy that can attract recruits. He's a very energetic young guy, so we've seen guys drawn to that as well. So South Carolina is definitely in it as well. I mean, if you took out some of the stuff I knew, if I'm just the average person, I would think he's in Alabama a lot. But I don't think that ca- that's the case. I think Alabama's still battling. We didn't expect him to commit early once he set a date, but he's in Tuscaloosa as often as he can be. So definitely the staffs did a good job. And this goes back to his junior year. That isn't just this year. He's been a staple over in Tuscaloosa several times. All right, so Tim, believe it or not, summer is almost over. So I want to know, and Bama fans probably want to know too, who does Tim Watts see as the top remaining uncommitted target on Alabama's recruiting board? Man, that's tough, you know, because Alabama changes their board so much. I think the two obvious answers to me would be Georgia, Jordan Seaton, the offensive lineman at IMG. I think they don't have a tackle in this class. And, again, mm-hmm. they went heavy tackle last year knowing they were going to go heavy this year interior line. But I think every class you want to get at least one tackle. I think Jordan's a guy that uh, that I'm a big fan of. Also, Edric Houston, um, defensive lineman, that big-name defensive lineman, you know, not just that he's a defensive lineman, but he's an extremely talented guy, legitimate five-star talent. So that's the two biggest names that jump out at me um, for them to finish out that class. All right, Tim. Well, thanks for checking in with us today on the Inside Scoop, talking a little Bama recruiting. You got it, man. Anytime. Thank you for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button for me. And remember to check out all the videos on the On3 YouTube page.